Hello and welcome to Team Franco Bodybuilding Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. And this episode is more reactionary on what I've been seeing over the last 6 to 12 months, pretty much in the bodybuilding world. And honestly, I had no idea what I want to call it. Um, sometimes when these things come into my head, they're not planned. I just want to put it out there and hoping to help maybe one person. Um, yeah, I was, I was thinking about calling it first chasing the placement, you know, bodybuilding placement, or what would you do, whatever, you know, what, what, what's it going to take for you to win a pro card or, and I think I finally landed on, and you'll see in the title, you know, compromising your health for a placement or for a contest. It's insignificant. You're here and you're listening, hopefully. And I'm just going to give you some of my thoughts on the topic. Now, first and foremost, we all know, and I'm not going to disagree, that you know when we prep for a show, it's not going to be the healthiest thing. And it is on levels where if you're a first-time competitor, really depending on where you're at, it's going to be hard. But then you go up the ladder a little bit as far as experience level and also divisions you know starting from say let's the top like take a natural pro male bodybuilder or even a figure competitor or women's physique competitor well obviously we know they have more muscle typically and they're going to get as lean as possible that in itself is very hard on the mind and the body physiologically and you're going to have a long time recovering. We, we know that. Um, that's part of the game. Now, the in-between, you know, you look at a bikini competitor or a first-time figure competitor or wellness or men's physique or whatever. Yeah, it's going to be hard also. Uh, but let's hoping that, you know, you recover a little bit quicker. But again, it, it varies person to person. And I'm not going to get into that too much detail. The point of this one is sometimes people will constantly chase that placement no matter what it may do to their health or they're not even thinking of that being a possibility where they could be messing up their hormones or they could be messing up their home life or any of those factors in between. And the reason why I'm bringing this up and this podcast is non-scripted is that I promoted show. I promoted a show last fall. Attended a couple early in this new year. Promoted one, helping out at another one. So that's a time frame of about eight months, and I'm seeing the same names over and over again. Um, now, who's to take responsibility? Now, obviously, it should be on the competitor, right? Where. They're pushing themselves. They're chasing that placement, and I get it, guys. Believe me, um, I I was the same way. You know, I wanted that pro card as soon as I knew that such a thing was available many years ago when the OCB started. But at the same time, you know, once I won, I gave myself that year between shows. You know, to compete again, to make any progress, and then that year between shows became two, three years in between shows because I didn't want to beat my body up. I wanted to recover. I wanted to grow and all that good stuff. 
and I've talked about this plenty of times in past podcasts about how often you should compete, how long you should give yourself to prep. So search back and listen to those. But to the point of people, they get the bug, they compete, they get excited, and then they constantly compete over and over again in a year, like 12 months in a row, not necessarily a calendar year, but do multiple shows. Now, there are a few types of people that fall into this category. Yes, if you started off heavy, so be it. And you constantly lose body fat to look better. Okay, I get that. That that's that can happen. I understand and I respect that. Where maybe you were ten pounds of what you should be weighing, or to show all your muscle, you know, and you're ten pounds overweight, and you competed, and then in another three months, you know, you're closer to looking what you should be, and then you may want to grind out another one. I understand that. You know, that's fine as long as you're feeling good. And not feeling like shit, you know, completely, you can do that. But when someone does reach a certain look and then holds it for months on end, well, that could be a little dangerous. Um, I mean, free choice, freedom of whatever you want to do, I understand. But you got to be careful of really not setting yourself back. It's only because it could be hard on the body, hard on the mind, hard on your surroundings and people that you live with. And, and for what, really? You know, just because you're trying to get through it and get that higher placement or win that pro card? I don't think it's worth it. I think it's time to also learn and respect yourself that you need to reevaluate and step back. It's okay to step back after you do a couple of contests or two or three you know, in a, say like two to three month period, well, not much more is going to change. You're obviously not going to be gaining muscle, okay? That caloric deficit, I understand, you know, it's harder to gain muscle, especially if you're more experienced. But even as a newbie, it's that's going to slow down because you're not giving yourself the nutrition, the recovery time and all that stuff to actually build your body. So I, I do believe that you need to make that hard decision. Now, why sometimes people can't make this hard decision? You know, they're chasing that placement, they're compromising their health. Now, what other outside sources could be possibly influencing them? Well, social media, you pretty much can guess that, what I was gonna say, that, you know, posting pictures and celebrating and seeing others win and all that, that can motivate you to keep on going that will compromise your health. Um, that's where you need to draw the line and say, you know what, F everyone else. I've given it my all this season. I got to back off. I got to recalibrate and then let the body recover. So therefore I can build up again before I even think about cutting. That's number one. Number two, I would say irresponsible coaching. I've seen this, okay? I've seen it recently and I've seen it years ago where coaches will get in their clients' heads, pump them up, tell them how great they are, remind them, oh, just do one more show. You're going to win that pro card or you're going to be right up there for the overall. It's going to happen. And if it doesn't happen, you know, what happens? <laughs> I mean, really. Um, so it, it's, it's a dual relationship where I, I believe the coach needs the balls because the look, and when I'm saying balls is like 
being honest, you know, with your client, with your athlete and saying, listen, after the first show or two, that coach should be able to evaluate and be honest and give that client proper information on how to move forward properly and to feel better and to recover and all that stuff I just went over. But often they don't. They like to string them along. And why? To keep their team roster full, number one. And two, to keep on getting paid. You know, that's the dirty side of the business where these coaches will just say, yes, you know what? Let's maybe find a smaller show or a show maybe I made a no judges or something like that. It happens. I believe it happens in all organizations. Um, just to find, you know, the, the go after that placement, look for that easy win so they can then be all satisfied. And for what? You know, to me, that's dishonest, lack of integrity, and you're not earning it. And, for, and really, in five years, no one's going to give a shit anyway. But that person that went through hell, compromised their health just to get it, that's the person that's going to suffer, okay? So these are all things that, you know, I've been picking up uh, recently. Unfortunately, it's the dark side of the sport. I mean, it happens. I get it. It happens in all organizations, you know, all over the country. And it's it's hard. It's, it's hard. You know, I, you got to keep your mouth shut. You can't really interfere with anyone because you feel bad for people. I mean, you see it on social media all the time. But I think if you're listening to this and you fall into this category, you got to slow down a little bit where you just want to be able to step back, look at the big picture, analyze, and think about not only what's best for you immediately, but six months down the road, a year down from the road. So you can have a productive, you know, if you want to call it a career of competing and improving and also remembering it's you versus you. You've heard me say that a million times by now. So really, don't compromise your health. Now, there are other people, yeah, if you're listening, you're like, Joe, this doesn't even apply to me. And I say 80% out there that compete, they'll compete once a year, back off, you know, do that for three or four years, then realize, you know what, I, I'm getting older, I'm making progress, but to make significant progress, I need another year in between to, you know, to make more gains in the gym, to get stronger, to get healthier. I've, I've talked about that again in one of my podcasts, talking about how often you should compete. And it just gives you a tier level system of, you know, yeah, first timers can compete more frequently. And then as you get more experience, basically you back off more. And if, you, if you're listening to this podcast, you fall in that category, that's awesome. I mean, that's the way that I think it really should be, you know, when it comes to the human body and competition and prep and diet and building and all that. So good for you. I mean, I love that. And that's how I like to treat my clients. Now, yeah, I have first time clients. They'll spit out two or three shows in a small condensed period. And they'll say, oh, I want to keep on going. I want to keep. No, you got to back off. We don't want to compromise any more health. I believe your body hit a sticking point. It will only go so far for losing body fat. And you're not doing yourself any favors because you're not gaining muscle. So let's back off. You know, let's recover. Let's get those hormone levels, maintenance calories, everything back up to normal. And then build. That's my philosophy. That's how I handle it. But compromising the health, seeing people compete over and over again with very little change you know, it's sad. I mean, I want to help everyone. 
you know, that's why I do these podcasts, really. It's just a matter of spitting some truth, my anecdotal truth. Some, think, some people think I'm full of shit, whatever, I don't care. So I just wanted to put this one out there, guys. I mean, if you fall into this category, it's okay to back off. It's okay to question what you're doing. It's okay to question and talk to your coach about if you're falling into this category because, again, it's your body, it's your mind, and that's what matters the most. So, guys, I'm going to sign off. Hopefully this has been helpful and not too depressing or dark, but it's something that I've been picking up you know, observing, and I just wanted to put it out there because sometimes the hard truths are never spoken, and I feel like I need to do it once in a while because that's how I roll. If you're interested in coaching or any questions or concerns, teamfrankobodybuilding.com on my website, Facebook, Instagram, and all that good stuff, and you can always email me at fitfranco at verizon.net. Take care, guys.